We're in a large house in South London. It's cold in the middle of February, and everyone in the house has what one of my lecturers calls the student flu. The house is Jodie's, and I love it because it's so full of life. There's always someone around, someone doing something, making something. Even the walls come alive, partly because of the mice that caper up about in the secret tunnels of plaster. In contrast to her house, Jodie's an eternally calming presence, ethereal and graceful, with delicate features and a welcoming voice. She lived with me and our friend Julius last year, rooms one, two, and three. Jules is also there. He only lives five minutes away now. And like Jody, he has a calm, tranquil manner about him, but his voice gets higher when he's being teased, or more likely teasing someone else. In contrast to them both is Alf, who studies with Jody. Alf has a broad West Coast American accent, which always makes me nostalgic for our shared homeland. On the night we recorded this, he was incredibly sick and had just had some horrible news, but he showed up anyway, because that's the way that Alf is. In addition to being dear friends and fascinating people, Jules, Alf, and Jody are all photographers, or at least photographers in training. Jody and Alf study at Goldsmiths University of London, and Jules just got accepted to the London College of Communications. Photography, from the outside, seems to be an art form of contradictions. You're alone, but you're with others. It's real, but it's fake. It's contemporary, but it's already dated. As always, the conversation is not about expertise or even truth. It is completely subjective and freely opinionated. Welcome to the table. Could I have some tea as well? What would you have? Oh. What's going to have? What's off limits? It's all on limits. Oh, Jules, are you free tomorrow? Mm, in the afternoon, probably, yeah. In the evening? Yeah. Right. What's going on? I've booked the studio from 6 till 9.30. And what well, I need to take some photos for my project. I was going to ask if you could maybe help. Or if you wanted to model for some of them. And I could offer you And you can use, like, I've got it from 6 till 9.30. Yeah, sure. So I've got three hours. Wow. I want to take... Sorry. Um, potentially some like half nudish self portrait things. But obviously I can't see. I've got a thing, a clicker thing, that I would be able to see and I feel like I feel comfortable with you and I might do that. And my teacher said that I should do that. I think that would be up there if you want. Yeah. Because then you can still press the shutter yeah, thing. But... but I just can't see if I'm in the frame. Yeah. Or just like some, I've got an idea of some photos I'd like to take of you as well. So I just want to explore with the studio a bit. Cool. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I'm doing a tour at Tate and I'm meeting up with friends who do sketchbooks and then I'll come to see you. I also submitted my portfolio already and Did you're you? in it, three pictures of you. Oh my god! And I made a just series out of them and I very pretentiously called them H2O2 because that's the chemical compound in bleach. Oh my god. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I felt like. <laughs> I was literally like, what have I done? Really? I hope they like it. What Um. Well, just like three random pictures of you, but you can't really... But one is like the one with the mirror, where you like, look in the little mirror. Oh, yeah. Um, the other one is like a double exposed one. Yeah, that one's um, So it was kind of just yeah. like... Yeah. I just needed just to... like pop it in there. Yeah, Yay. I just needed to pretend that I have a <coughs> project going on. <coughs> Honestly, you, know? you can like make bullshit out of something. Like, some people would... We have to like critique everyone's work. And the first week, like, some guy, like, Ned, he, like, took photos of a graveyard and everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's so, like, dark and, like, deaf. And, like, he was like, yeah, I just went to a graveyard because I had nothing else to take photos of. And everyone was like, yeah, it's so, like, whatever. And he was like, yeah. But he <laughs> yeah. said to me, like, nah, it's not. No, but you can, like, make up bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's what most of it is. You probably shouldn't put that in your... <laughs> it's recording. You have to yeah, you oh, can do right. it. Wow, was really oh, it is. Really. <laughs> I was definitely curious was because um, we're in obviously like an age where everyone has a camera all the time and is that weird like it's something that you want to do just knowing that everyone else could potentially like take a photo of a thing because it's not like cameras are expensive anymore mm -hmm. and it's been building up to the fact that it's just in your phone now it's just people like photographers air quotes so casually in a way does it 
what's, what, how do you feel as yourselves as being like, what's your distinction of being professional? Or being, of, of it being a thing that is like part of you and not just something that you could do if you wanted, I suppose. I think if you use it more creatively, then it's definitely like other people can't just do it. There was this exhibition in the photographer's gallery and it was, um, I forgot the name, but it was some director who, um, he was, he wrote um, a script for this film that's about a guy taking pictures and there was kind of like a story of him like traveling through America and um, he wanted to just use like 35 millimeter camera but um, he read some of the Polaroids were about to come out and so he wrote to the company and he got like a prototype so that he could use it in the film and he got one for himself as well and so the exhibition in the gallery was the director's photographs from Polaroid cameras before they even came out and I guess like that made it quite special because he was kind of like the first person and for him it was just shots of something that people would put on Instagram mm -hmm. these days but like it was completely different because he was the only one doing it so like you like obviously there's no such thing right now and like everyone has a camera and there's you know no such thing as well as Polaroids just coming out because oh, that was okay. quite revolutionary yeah. but like now that everyone has a camera it's shifted a little bit but I think it's just kind of what makes like the circumstances that make it special mm -hmm. yeah we just had a lecture about it like last week and this week in photography he was saying about like yeah everyone has a camera like everyone's a photojournalist or whatever but like i can be some shitty photo on someone's phone that's not artistic and it's making that kind of stuff because everyone has a phone and like everyone can like document whatever they want mm -hmm. is making people who practice photography change how they do their photos like we're talking about documentary photography like it used to be like i know in the first war photography like they'd just be there and it'd be amazing because no one else would be there to document that but because everyone can now it's making documentary photography different now like the people who are doing that do construct it more they're not just there because anyone could be there to document it like it's more artistic in the way like documentary photography isn't just on the newspapers now it's like in the gallery and like it's different because the way you can print things like only looks a certain way in a gallery and you can only get it so large and actually see it like that in a gallery you can't just see it like you can see any photo that anyone uploads on instagram as artistically as you can in a gallery it's like shifting the way that they're making it more like I don't know, they're having to change, photographers are having to change, and it's not just people class themselves as photographers, they're like artists who use phone, like, cameras, that's what he was saying today, really, but yeah, yeah, that's my take on it. So there's still a definite, like, gallery system, Yeah. almost, so there's, like, that, because that's something we talk about in theatre as well, is that the venue giving legitimacy mm -hmm. to the art form, Yeah. and definitely in theatre, that's sort of difficult. Yeah. And it, like, or, like, people try and challenge it a lot, where it's like, this is on a stage, so it is theatre. Mm -hmm. And is it the same in photography, that like, this is in a gallery, so it is art? So it's like, it's like a spectacle, isn't it? It's like mm -hmm. going to see it. Not that ev all photography should be in galleries, but it's different to seeing something that someone takes on their phone or on like, Instagram with their iPhone. Like, it's a different... I think it doesn't have to be in the gallery as long as it's like, very creative in a way so like I always think of FK Twigs um, album covers because they're taken by like a um, really good artist and I follow him on Instagram and he makes amazing things but like it could just be any picture that you put on an album cover like this is an actual piece of art and even though he took a picture he like edited it and like made it look completely different and so that it's kind of like he could draw it but instead he used photography and then kind of like, you know, digital editing to create this thing that he had in his mind and it's not just someone taking a picture. Yeah. And something else is that I want to ask about is the digital editing process because I think in many ways that's, you know, as you were saying, something really beautiful, you can create anything, that there's no limits anymore mm -hmm. to an extent. But then in other ways, isn't that sort of like taking the... Um, the 
risk almost out of the craft in a way like you can't make mistakes, which is both a good thing. But then, do you sort of, do you sort of know what I'm trying to say? There's no, you can always. I mean, I guess it's good to always be able to fix things. Like, but there's also an element of like, why do so much work if you can just make it on a computer? Like with like with Photoshop and stuff like yeah, like take a photo and if there's something wrong with it like there's no beauty in like oh well you have to go out and do it again is mm-hmm. what I mean like, yeah mm-hmm. well it's not beauty it's almost a sort of um of integrity to things that have been I think if it's if it's very like explicitly digitally remastered mm-hmm. and like you're putting new things in that's sort mm-hmm. of different to just fixing everything yeah in terms of like things that I think fi- fixing everything is what people got really fed up with and now that film is really yeah. popular that's what people are kind of looking for so they want to use film because it's kind of you take a picture and it's one of a kind and obviously you can scan the negative and you can get it on your computer but it's kind of like you took it and you can't just play around well you could still photoshop it but you can't play around with it to this extent mm-hmm. but like obviously if you use it in like a like an artistic way then digital editing is cool, I think. Yeah, and with filming, like, you can't exactly, it's not like you take a thousand of one thing. Mm. And, there's no, we learned about media and like A-level about like, I don't know, when this technology is getting better and better and why people are reversing back to older technology. I can't remember the exact reason that it was. I can't remember, I wish I could remember now. It's like, something about it. Do you prefer using film cameras to digital cameras? The only reason I... It's because I've never been taught properly how to use a digital camera. I've never... I reckon it'd be... My French and my mother does photography at London South Bank, and she hates film. She'll just use digital, and her photos are amazing. But I've just never used one. I love film, but, like... I don't know. I think I love digital as well. It just... Never, we don't get the option to do it at Bill Smith's. They're just like... Well, next year we will. Yeah, I feel like that's almost like too late. Like, yeah. why are they teaching us in our third year that we can use digital? I'm like, might as well use film that I've been using for two years already. Sucks a bit. Yeah. With me, like, I think... I don't know how to use a DSLR either. And that's why I use film, but... I would like to have, like, a nice... healthy balance between the two. Mm-hmm. Like, if and when I eventually get a DSLR... I mean, they both help in different situations. You have an almost endless amount of photos you can take on digital, whereas, like, if you use film, excuse me, you have, like, what, 24 to 36, depending on, like, what. Mm. And, like, us, we're doing medium formats, so even less than that, like, 10 or 15. But I think, I was, like, I think for me, when I first started photography, I was very, like, no, film is shit, like, fuck. DSLR, like I understand its perks, but I feel like there's a stronger connection between the artist and the the tool with film than in, in digital. But as I've gotten older, I see photographers that I like in photography that I want to not necessarily recreate, but like things I want to do. I just realized that it's really naive to think that one is better than the other, and it's it's better to find that healthy balance between both and use them both for different, the different ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel exactly the same, like, oh my god, yeah, like, less we use film, it's so great, but, like, you can't do so much with digital. Yeah. I definitely agree, like, with the whole, like, you've only got so many shots, it makes you think and construct. Like, I'm definitely thinking way more when I'm taking a photo, when I'm taking a film, than if I'm taking it on my stupid iPhone. Yeah. I think that's why they're making you use film for two years so that you get used to the idea that you have to think about think the picture about it, and not yeah. just because if, if they were just like yeah you can use your DSLRs then everyone would take the pictures everyone would take pictures just like they do on their iPhones yeah. but with film you kind of get into the right mindset and then you get a DSLR and you still take you only take the ten pictures but yeah they're gonna be better than taking a hundred our teacher said to us like he wants us like especially using the medium format because it's so annoying to use like he wants us to like slow down in how we think like in photography just making us everything slow down so that we're thinking more and i feel like 
that's a good thing to like a good um, quality to have if you're like an artist or photographer like being more thoughtful yeah. yeah that's so true that's probably why it's like that mm. not just because like it's fucking goldsmiths and films indie as fuck <laughs> yeah well done you solved it mm. so I think well yeah because I, I guess that answers your question from before I'm actually not sure but maybe it does of what's that mouse? That kind of mouse. Is that like a bird? There is a mouse underneath her, like in the floorboard thing. Cool. Maybe I'll try, like chime in and like. <coughs> Should get him off here. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say? Oh, I was gonna say because you asked if everyone having um, a camera or a phone now means that taking pictures as art is less valued. Valued, yeah. Floods the market almost, I imagine. Yeah, but I guess it's kind of like that. If you really think about your pictures and if you really kind of approach it with a different mindset, then mm. it will be something completely different than just people taking selfies at parties. Like, even if you have kind of like, which obviously everyone does, but that's kind of the whole point. Mm. And if you then, like, even if you take a camera and you want to take pictures at parties, but you kind of have that mindset and you kind of you have like a idea behind it then it will be different mm-hmm. than just doing that and it's like an ongoing change like that's what will separate the people that do just put stuff on instagram and people that are successful photographers i guess yeah definitely i think though like to transition into another topic that i think that goes well on is the whole idea that in the 21st century where it's all about self-branding so when you say if the value of photography is lessened because people have uh, cameras and all that, I think a good question and thing to look at is because everyone has, almost everyone has like a phone and a camera at their disposal, um, and let's say things like Instagram, I think it goes more into <coughs> not so much whether or not like the photo, photos from like a photographer and someone taking them with a the camera is better than the other or not I think it's more into how they're promoting themselves so let's say like you know, like Instagram you can definitely be a portfolio and you can go on someone's Instagram who is a proper photographer like professional photographer and has probably curated their Instagram to fit even if it's an aesthetic that fits them and you have someone who's like oh I'm an iPhone 5s photographer on the little link and they do all that I think it goes into you have to look at these two and decide to you, to yourself, what is more artistic and what's more creative. I think for the most part people would look at the, the photographer and say like, oh like this is cool, maybe edgy or whatever, but like yeah this is like proper art. But I feel like there will be people who even look at like someone taking landscapes and stuff and like editing photos with an iPhone, with iPhone apps. Like, oh, this is more creative than the other thing, and it's just interesting how it's everyone's everyone's opinion mm. on on what is art and what isn't. And like for us, we would see those two Instagrams and be like, well, obviously the photographer is a too creative. While the other one, it's not to take away that they're taking nice photos of beach or whatever, but I think like because of how global now everyone has a camera and how many people can like use social media. I think it's really interesting to see the types of things that some people would consider art and not. Because I feel like some people definitely consider those basic beach landscape photos as art. Sort of like the, um, if you go to New York, you'll also see people taking pictures of the Empire State Building. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, no one's ever done that before. Yeah. But I guess that sort of transitioned into like very, there's a difference almost because a lot of people take pictures just for themselves and that's like a memory mm. idea. And then I think there is this weird, this idea you have about self-branding, Self-branding yeah. where you have a platform, and even if you're not a professional, even if you're just a random person, that's like, it's a weird, it's a strange like boundary crossing of like your own memory and something that you also want other people to appreciate. Oh yeah, definitely like creating your identity on Instagram, which you see so much, like mm. you see like people from school, whatever, like maybe they're taking, like, taking a photo in a certain way, it's like, 
their identity, like they're creating their own identity online, which is different to how they actually are and how they are in real life. It's just a, a platform for them to be able to do that, and it's like false, and it's how they want to be seen by others mm. because they're being seen more and more online than they are actually in person. And do you think there's something because Twitter is obviously similar in that it's an identity that you can create, but do you think there's something specifically about? If we're thinking about the different social media platforms of like the big three, I guess, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm. And obviously Facebook and Instagram are linked, but like Twitter is just your thoughts. And Facebook is sort of in the middle and then Instagram is really just image. It's just pictures of, of things. <coughs> and so what do you think makes photography... Because I feel like if I was going to pick the one that I thought was the most shallow, that or that people use... That's not right. That people use the most to create a false image of themselves, I would probably pick Instagram. Same. So what what do you think is it about, is it just the literal like having an image of it that makes it so uh, addictive to people or so easily to create, curate, create, curate? I think images are more powerful than, than words. Words, yeah. yeah. So if you, mm-hmm. no, but yeah, like, that's a, yeah. especially when you're on the internet, like your attention span is really short and then looking at a picture, yeah. you can, if you're in a gallery and you're looking at a photograph, you can spend like, 10 minutes looking at it and still kind of think about it and kind of like discover new things but you can also scroll your Instagram feed and you can see this picture and it could just make a really big impression on you whereas reading something takes longer time so I think online when you're scrolling through your phone Instagram has is more powerful yeah because everyone's like speeding up everyone wants everything faster and faster and now so like just seeing a quick image. People don't like, like on Facebook, like, who, who cares to read about people's things? I don't know, like, I don't, like, you just want everything, like, now and quickly. Yeah. And when you read, you have to spend, you always spend the same amount of time reading something, but then looking at an image, there's no, it's not time-based, so you can very quickly glance at something, you can look at something for a really long time, so I guess. And people are image, like, image, image conscious now. So image conscious, like about I don't know, like creating all these different identities and mixing them, and it's so like image based, and like Instagram's like a platform for that, and it just like feeds it. People are just mixing identities so much, and labeling, which is stupid anyway, but I don't know, too much. But like people are so drawn to attention from other people and people knowing about them. It's kind of disgusting, but it's kind of true that's quite interesting because you say that but you do post selfies sometimes like you don't post a lot of selfies but you do that sometimes like i would never post a selfie and it's something i find like personally really weird to take a self like a picture of my face and put it online for people to look at like Mm. i know i think that's quite interesting that people do it as well because it is like another kind of photography and yeah it's just very alien Jody and Alf are still in school. They're trapped in the strange limbo between apprentice and creator, making frustrating compromises of staying true to their visions and pleasing their instructors. And that's why I want to be at uni studying photography, because I want that help and I want someone to, you know, tell me, oh, you you have this idea, you can maybe do it this way. Mm. It's definitely, it's good for people that have a already a sort of an image because they don't tell like they don't like it's really good for guidance Mm. like if you had no idea to at all then maybe they'd like take your direction a bit because they'd just be like oh suggest so and so so you just go do something like them but i feel like you know enough about it and you've researched enough about it that it'd be so helpful just a bit of like guidance just because they introduced, like, my teachers have introduced me to people that I've never heard of and styles I've never mm. heard of. I probably would never, never have found without them talking about it. So, yeah. That's something that Alf was talking about. Maybe we should wait for him um, to come back before we start talking about how I was thinking. Don't you think that kind of in research fields, so something like history of art, if someone teaches at uni, then the researchers are kind of like top of the field. But I think with anything that's kind of art-based, people who are actually the best would be doing it actively instead of teaching. And 
Like, I'm not being shady because I can see that you're... You're a tiny bit shady. But no, but like, that's just my... That's something that I wanted to ask. Just, mm -hmm. I just thought about it when I was speaking about, you know, you being at Goldsmiths and being at other unis and studying mm. art-related degrees. It's just, what do you think about it? What do you... Mm -hmm. I think there's like, um, I think about it, obviously every field is different, but um, I think increasingly, when art is produced in an academic context, there's an element that is research-based, in a way. So, like, especially with theatre, like, people are making an academic practice out of, out of art, which it has both its merits and, I think, probably its sinister implications. Um, but also, I think, sort of, I always think of it as in, um, like, dance, the way that you have, like, the old... Um, that like, idea of like the older ballerinas teaching the younger mm. ballerinas. I don't think it's like a mark of like lack of prestige so much as it is um, I think like a crucial passing down of knowledge. But I also get what you're Yeah, I get both sides. Yeah. Because I think some people I think there's a skill in itself of teaching people how to do things because I think one of the things that I thought about Goldsmiths was that a lot of them were great practitioners, they weren't necessarily great teachers. Yeah. And I think that some people are really amazing at making stuff, and some people are really great at telling others how to make stuff. And sometimes those two things overlap, but I think I would rather have someone who's really good at telling people how to create than creating, if I wanted to learn how to create productively. Because I think there's only so much you can get just from osmosis of being around great people. But again, that's theatre, and so because it's so, it's so different from photography. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, don't have a definitive. I feel like photography, being around great creators, I feel like it's more important because you can't teach someone how to, like you can teach someone technically how, but there's there's an end to that. I feel mm -hmm. like creatively, there's no end to that. Mm -hmm. so I feel like being around good, like great people that give you great ideas is more important to me because no one's going to be able to tell me what to do with my art mm -hmm. but they can teach me like if I have, if I don't know how to use a certain camera like someone that's creative may not be able to help me but like even like talking to you like me and you going out for a shoot or like just talking about ideas makes me think of more things it's so difficult to take grades from it because obviously grading is naturally subjective but with art even more so there's so much room for you know oh you just didn't like yeah what because you know i think but with photography i always imagine that there's a certain empathy there's a certain amount of technical skill that's graded oh. but then on top of that there is a you know is it my lecture style is it what's fashionable right now in the community. That was so, just bullshit with mine, like, when I got the notes on my project, because I got a 63, which I was really pissed off at. But, like, what I, the notes from it, if I, it was something like, he kept on praising the wording, like, he was really beautiful and, like, technically, like, like kept on saying all that, like, but you weren't, you didn't, like, tackle, what, we don't think he tackled something, like, deeper and all that, and I'm like, it just really pissed me off. It's like, for one, like, art is subjective, true, but it's like, you can't, how do you expect me to, like, read this critique where you're praising me, and then be like, this was all good, but you didn't do this one thing, so we're not going to give you the first, and it's like, that really pissed me well, off. that's how they have to grade you, though, like, like... To me, I'm looking at making a portfolio that's, like, post-uni, and that's one of the things that Connor told me. He's like, when when you leave uni, it's commercial work that you're doing for the most part. Like if very very few get lucky enough to like be able to do their own personal work, it's like it's not to say that my work is commercial, but I kind of get the impression that like uni tries to teach us how to like create art on a in a very like so we're gonna be like these next great artists, which. I think everyone should have a sense of that, but the reality is, like, when we graduate, we're not going to have, like, oh, here you go, here's a studio, here we're going to be paid for it, like, for you to develop your film, and this and that, so that's not how, it, how the real world works, so I feel like my 
I need to make a portfolio that speaks truth to me, and then when I graduate, I will, I'm going to be going to all these places, and be like, this is what I have, like, I don't want to work for a gallery. Despite the pedagogical criticism, I've always loved their work, and wouldn't change it for the world. Sort of talk more about your personal styles, just because I think I know most of your work. Like, I at least know your two portfolios from last year, and I know your work quite well. Um, and I don't know, especially not Julia so much, but Jodie and your work seems to be very not just personal, but if I'm using the right word, interpersonal. In that, Alf directly, because you take those photos of Robin, were very much about your connection to her. Mm. It seems, and Jody, you obviously weren't taking a picture of the person you had the connection to. Mm. You're so you're sort of on motherhood. Mm. You were taking pictures of someone who wasn't your mother, but yet it was still about that. It was sort mm. of more an indirect version of what Alf was doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I guess it's how much of of your photography is about your own identity, but also about who's on the other side. So how much is you, and how much is the subject? Do you want to go first? Yeah. It's a very personal question for each of you, I guess. Well, it's, it's interesting because, like, last year, that project to me, yeah, it was really, really personal, but it was more so... I think... When I got into photography, I, I, I mean, I still kind of don't really know about photographers and all, like, what got me into photography were, like, kids who were around my age back then, or a bit younger, like, from all over the world, taking um, tons of, like, amazing photos, and some of them were working for people, like, let's say, like, ID, mm -hmm. and around that time is when I really got into, like, art and, like, art history and all that, so... Last year, that, that project like was personal because of Robin, but I wanted to incorporate the things that had always inspired me, like the things that got me into photography, and mixing them together. And I was looking at my sketchbook uh, last time when I was like working on my new one, and I was quite proud of my work because I was like, essentially, it's like people who are musicians, like they want to create music that they want to hear. And I used to always be like, wow, it must be so cool to be a musician because, like, you just make things you want to hear. And then I realized it's like, you can do the same thing with photography. Like, you're taking the shots that you want to see. And to me, like, every, I feel like it's just so different for everyone. But to me, it's just, I've always loved whatever you would call that style of photography. And so to include Robin last year, I think gave me the motivation to like not fuck it up because this was like the first time I was like properly delving into something like it and I was like this is something that I really using someone that I really care about I if I don't make it good then fuck but I think that's what I was going to say with photography now like with like this I, this you know um until I graduate and and, and forever is that project to me was Sometimes, like, art is just beautiful to look at, and I think, with me, I've always loved that about photography, even with art, like, there's always deeper meanings in some, some things, but sometimes it's, like, something is just aesthetically beautiful and nice to look at, and I think there's art in that as well, and hopefully by the time I graduate I can mix <clears throat> the both, but, um, I, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna limit myself to what Goldsmiths wants out of me in photography because then it's like I might create something that they will like but then to me it's like where's where's the artistry, where's the truth in it? Like I look at my my sketchbook and the photos that I took of Robin and it's like there's truth, there's like it's so visceral to me and it's like I I was so passionate and in that moment like when I was taking these like they're an extension of myself and I want to continue that with like projects. Obviously, like I like shooting outside and all that, and like just taking nice photos. But with projects like that, I think it's really important for anyone to shoot like the truth, like to have your work be an extension of yourself. Because like when we die, we have that work, and that like we'll speak for ourselves. I'm getting a bit deep now, <laughs> but that so was. So, Jody, you got the best grade ever on the course, didn't you? Yeah.
Ever. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was ever. I got the best grade. From year. our class, I think so. I don't know about ever. I don't know what the course start. I don't know. But yeah. I remember when I was fine with the 63. I remember we were messaging. I was already back home in California when I found out. And I was really sad at first, but I was like, you know what? It's 63. It's not that bad. And like, this work to me is yeah, sick. Like, I love yeah, it. He's like, I think on whatever grade I wanted, but like, whatever, not whatever grade I wanted, but whatever grade, and the process of me doing my photos meant so much to me, and I love them so much. Yeah. Like, that's the best thing. And then you are right, like, when I come out of university, I've got those photos and I love them, and someone else might love them. Exactly, yeah. So... Could you yeah. talk about your photos for religion? Just because I think that's a really beautiful yeah. collection. Um, basically... Yeah, they were kind of going down into the route of being a bit conceptual and stuff like that. They were saying, like, kind of, like, find yourself and whatever. Yeah, it's okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <coughs> um, I feel like I'm quite a... Uh, I don't know what the right word is. Not sensitive. I'm quite... Um, what's the word when you're quite... I'm not. I'm quite an emotional person, and I quite I like to. I know what make... you're trying to say. Huh? I think I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I don't really know the exact word, but I'm quite empathetic. Yeah, empathetic. I'm quite emotional, and I care about other people's and like personal, quite <coughs> personal, and I quite like to make my work like that, and. Definitely with photography, everything that I'm ever going to do is going to be probably going to be personal or I don't give a shit about it. Mm. Like, if it doesn't mean something to me, then I don't really care. Or if it means, no, if it means something to the artist, then I care about it because you, you see the photos and then you read about them and then it makes you think. So mine, I did it about my relationship with my mum as a child because my mum had bipolar, manic depression, schizophrenia, anorexia when I was a kid, like a young kid. And that's something that I've had to deal with throughout my life. And it's a huge part of me. And I feel like your mother or a parental figure is a huge part of your life anyway. Especially like mother-daughter relationship. So I was gonna do a mother-daughter relationship and portray those for my images and I used tights and new tights to represent my tensions in our relationship by like stretching them but also the tie in our relationship because it is like a strong mother-daughter bond but yeah and I used hands and tights to represent that and um quite a lot of like almost like nudity and body like weird up close abstract sort of photos of the body to sort of represent sort of like childhood and purity but I feel like my relationship with my mum and maybe my childhood is something that something I've had to deal with and something that I feel like I can explore emotionally through art because it's therapeutic like Joe Spence came out with like phototherapy like I think it's quite a beautiful way to explore maybe even trauma or stress or like your life through art because it's beautiful even though it's not the actual thing, it isn't nice. It's a beautiful way of exploring it and expressing it. And then I feel like my work, what my project that came out of that, is like part of me. I feel like I don't know. To me, it means so much to me now. It's not just some shit photos I've like gone out and taken like on the street. Like it means something to me. I think that's quite important. It's really important to me anyway to do that. But yeah. Is that what you want to keep doing with therapies? Hundred percent. Even now I'm in second year. All I keep coming back to is like thinking about me. Not even just about me. Thinking about my experiences or other people's experiences or something that I can relate to on an emotional level. But not always just emotional. Just something that's personal and intriguing to me. And I keep coming back to the whole like mother daughter thing. I might not even do that in the end, but just something that. Because that made me feel something, and I feel like art should make you feel something. So, if my experiences made me feel something, then I can express that through images. I think that's quite a beautiful thing to do. Jules has a different perspective to Alf and Jody. 
He started a degree in arts history last year and is about to start a degree in photography this fall. It's very different to be at uni or in school studying photography or anything arts-based than doing it on your own because and that's something that I especially saw trying to put a portfolio together. I don't really have what they were looking for, which is kind of, you know, sketchbooks and developing ideas and mm -hmm. taking it from one place to another. It's kind of just like... I enjoy doing it and I like some of my pictures and I can kind of put them together but there's, I think it's definitely very different to be at uni or in school and have that sort of guidance than to just do it on your own. I think I'm still definitely trying to figure out what <coughs> I want to do with it. Um, I completely forgot what I was doing. I think just like Sort of like that you have, you see your identity as a photographer. So Jody's a very emotional photographer. Mm. Alf is high fashion editorial. And <laughs> um, what do you, you know? What are your well, thoughts about that thing? There's something that I really want to do now, and I've been wanting to do it for a while. But and that is, I guess, very personal as well. I just can't get myself to do it because I don't know. It's just not happening. But I want to take pictures of my queer friends and anyone who's not straight and then give them, put gold leaf on them, because growing up, growing up, like, my family's quite religious, and, like, being gay, it's not really, like, you just feel like you don't really belong, and it's always kind of, in a way, like, shameful, and I guess, like, using gold leaf is something that people do in Christianity, I don't know, it's probably probably just in that religion, but anyway, it's kind of like a religious symbol of, um, yeah. I mean it just like symbolises that someone is precious, precious and that you should look up to them and yeah. you know they've done something amazing and you, they are kind of like an icon to look up to and I guess like being queer you can kind of feel like you're the opposite in church because you're always kind of you know, the outsider and you don't really belong, so that's why it might not be personal to the people that I take photographs of, but I just wanted to kind of have this collection of my friends who aren't exactly straight and just have them as, you know, those Christian icons, because I think that kind of flips the idea and it's kind of like playing with power and I don't know. Uh, yeah. you know when he starts reading? I think that would be amazing. That's such a great idea. Does he know when he starts reading? I've, I've, I've tried it out as well. I um, took a postcard that's a walking tennis photo. I saw you showed me, yeah. yeah. And I think that looks pretty cool, so I might just do it. But yeah. I kind of wanted to do it in like a studio um, and have the exact same kind of <laughs> yeah. post for every single person. Mm. I just don't have the facilities, so I was kind of looking for like the right lighting that I could use, but I just, I need to get my head back around it, but that's kind of what I started talking about, that I don't have any tutoring and I don't have, um... I think it's a family. Yeah. The family I'm talking about is the family of mice who cohabit Jody's house. We're all briefly distracted, and then we get back to talking about art. This time about the degree in which photography is an art form of participation or solo work. Yeah, I think it's something that, again, with the separation between the different disciplines, I always think of something like theatre or music or dance as a deeply collaborative process, and I usually think of the visual arts um, as a, like a solo, as a very isolating, not in a bad way, but very much this is my vision, this is my camera, this is, this is my personal work. Mm -hmm. And not as a collaborative process. Yeah, but you you see it like you go on shoots with each other. So obviously there's some there's some togetherness. It depends with what you do. Like we only did like one, or we were just like playing around. Yeah. But I feel like I wouldn't name them right now. But I probably have some great photographers that work together mm -hmm. and do things like that. Like there was that. Her, Henry Cartier, Cartier Bresson, or whatever, he's part of the F45 something group. They did candid photography. They were like a group of like. 
photographers that like went out and shot kind of photography. It was kind of like a game. I'm thinking of this one photographer. Um, obviously, I've got the name as well. Um, and he kind of makes he takes like very cinematographic pictures, but he works with the whole like crew. Yeah. So it's kind of like I know who you're talking about. It's kind of like he's taking. Um, it's kind of like he's making a movie, yeah. but he's actually taking. He a completely picture. sets up every scene, right? Yeah. As if he's going to shoot a movie, and he, and he works takes with one picture. Cinematographers yeah. and Why? actors, and it's he has really this cool. picture called Ophelia, and yeah. it's like a woman in like a flooded flat, and she's well drowning, kind of like in like any other depiction of Ophelia. Um, but it's, it's just very cinematographic. It's kind I of like taken from a film. Yeah. But the last thing I really want to talk about with them is the ethical boundaries of an art form which can be both beautiful and at some times exploitative. The balloon. Yeah, Jeff Koons. Yeah, Jeff Koons. Like, how many people like went into fucking making that and he's credited for it? It's mm. like disgusting. Like, same with photography. Mm -hmm. Like, how many people are not credited for all the shit and work that goes into it? I think that's really important, like ethical. Because obviously you all know the models you work with for the most part. Yeah. yeah. But at a certain point, especially with you, Al, if you're gonna, if you go into sort of editorial photography, won't there be quite a lot of that where um, it's other, and also with photojournalism, anything that you're taking a picture of something that you're in control of but is of an, an, a stranger, an unknown subject, yeah. there's going to be sort of a power dynamic within that. Yeah. I mean, there's always a power dynamic with you because you're behind the lens and someone else is being exposed by it for, you know, the good or the bad. For me, what I would hypothetically do is just, like, have fun with the model. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, like, direct them in a certain way, but... Except power dynamic is really weird to me. Like, I don't like it. I mean, it, you can't change it. Like, you're the one behind the camera, but it's... <clears throat> it is really weird to think, like, you have the power to portray them in whatever light you want because you're the one that's going to capture the image, so I like to think if and when, if I'm doing like professional work, I would be like a pretty chill dude and like have fun with the models and be like, be very genuine and since, as much as I can, I'm sure after a while you get desensitized, but definitely starting out, I could see myself being very genuine, so that it's not like, I would hate for one day in my life to be like, alright, yeah, alright, smile this, that, blah, 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 whatever that, like, most photographers in that industry do now, but we're all young and naive right now, and one day we'll be in our 40s and 50s, and who knows, like, where, by then we might be more desensitized to all that. I just want to keep getting better at work, <coughs> regardless of whether yeah. it's photography Whoa, that's or something else in the end. Mm. I just want to be happy with what I do. Yeah, I feel like it's more like a process, isn't it? Like, what I think I might or want to produce later might not be what I actually do. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like by exploring and doing it, then maybe I'll know when I've done something, but I might not, maybe I've done something now that in 50 years I look back on and be like, wow, that's that's what I love. Yeah. But you don't know, I feel like. You also don't know how technology's going to change. Exactly. Around, like you know, if it could be more than it is now, which yeah. is kind of crazy, but I guess there are things like VR that's going to change the way that mm. we even see images now. I think there's, there's always though going to be an appreciation of classical art and not classical in the sense of like paintings from the 1700s, Renaissance and all that, but <coughs> uh, appreciation of using film, using not that people use like Super 8 anymore, but like <clears throat> things of that nature and like being very hands-on and being very one-on-one. -on -one. So even in a hundred years, like VR is, or whatever the new thing is going to be, that like that's what all the photographers and artists and music, whatever the fuck. I think, well I like to think that there's always going to be an appreciation and admiration for the classical way of a piece of art being made. Because if not, then there's evolution in art. But if if we stop painting pictures and just like 
use iPad, well, well, you can play it on an iPad, and it's like, well, I just, I can't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Well, but David Hockney does that. Yeah, but it, I mean, I'm saying that I have a, a complete turnaround where it's like the world no longer paints like using stencils and like properly just like the tool in hand and now it's like all using technology. I, I mean, of course, as we progress through the years, that's going to be more hands-on because like it's readily available to everyone. But I think or more, I want to believe that people will still appreciate and want to create whichever medium of art the original way, whether using a camera, DSLR, or phone to shoot instead of a phone, picking up uh, a paintbrush instead of like an iPad stylus thing. Because if not, then I can't even imagine what the world would be like if art is just purely technological and no longer physical. So, kind of practice of like time and obviously stuff's going on with everyone, and both of you are sick as yeah. dogs. Mm. Um, do you want to maybe do a bit of a conclusion? So, if there's anything else you want to say, but then also maybe it's just something that you love, and then where, if anyone ever listens to this, they could find your work if they want to know more about you. Uh, sorry, you can start. Jules and Alf, where can we find your work? Fucking California, Los Angeles. <laughs> that was a That was a good um, one. <coughs> um, well, I'm like Jody, I need to post more. Yeah. I feel like I need to, I've been wanting to make a website, but I don't know, my Instagram. V I L L E dot E. That's me. Cool. Probably on Instagram as well. It's at J G R A B underline. Great. Well, I don't have a website or anything. Yeah, at the moment. Just your Instagram. Like, yeah. Slowly circle back. You can have my Instagram at J D Y E V N S. I don't really have many of my photos on there, but I will put my photos on there. And I'm hoping to do more stuff. Year two at uni should be my year to get some shit out there because I haven't. Don't shine. Huh? Yeah, it's a shine. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah. Alright, I'll put them all like proper links in the description of this. Cool. So, anyone ever listens? Don't forget to check out our Finsta. No. What are we going to call it? Uh, We call it It Lit. It Lit. It Lit. (laughs) Lit. Yeah. Oh yeah, how many eyes in that? It Lit with two fire. Emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Side and then like yeah, you'll see some fun times on there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for this. It's just so lovely. <coughs> You've retaken your evening out. So. Thank you. This was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Never really done really this before. Yeah. Oh, I'm really glad. I want to do more. So. How long was it? Did uh, you even put it on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was tabled, an unofficial podcast in every sense. Thank you so much to my friends for letting me colonize their free time and for being so patient with me and my lack of proper work ethic. See you sometime soon.